Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So look out 
of your window Can you see the birds in the sky Don't you wish that you could be there so you could fly Welcome to another episode of the Music from the Goddesses Vault podcast. I'm your host, Midnight Star. What you heard was Learning to Fly by Dame the Bard. I am not going to do another summer solstice episode because that too has passed. I hope that everyone had a great solstice. Instead, I'm going to do this show on a topic that I tried to do in the past, but I know that this one is a difficult subject. Why? Well, this subject is not just pagan, but all the other religions combined, and there's even a TV documentary about it. I might talk about that documentary here. This show is going to be all about aliens. I know that some of us pagans do believe that aliens are real, and I'll try to find the pagan viewpoint about them. Let's continue on with Alien by Mother Tongue. Shines. 
that paganism has many different ancient gods and goddesses that we all believe in. I'm going to explain what aliens have to do with our own belief systems and those of all the other religions as well. 
When it comes to aliens, there are people who study the pseudoscientific idea of ancient astronauts. These proponents believe that extraterrestrial beings visited Earth and made contact with prehistoric humans. And they say that this contact with aliens influenced the development of modern cultures, technologies, and religions. These ancient astronaut scientists believe that the deities from all religions are extraterrestrial in origin, and that early humans interpreted this visit as evidence of divine status. Otherwise, the gods and goddesses are actually aliens in disguise. These same proponents also say that us humans are either descendants or creations of ET intelligence. And there are those proponents that believe that outer space travelers either helped build or aided early humans in building such structures as the Egyptian and Mayan pyramids, Stonehenge, the Nazca Lines, the Stoneheads of Easter Island, and many others. If it sounds like I am talking about a certain TV program, I am. But there are lots of books on the subject of ancient astronauts that you can take out of the library or buy on Amazon if you're interested in this subject. Here's Cynthia McQuillan with Promise of an Alien Sun. Way, hey, we're off to tomorrow. The stars are waiting beyond the sky. Hear the engine singing promise further out. It's a battle cry. Around the edge of our system turning, the field flows bright. It's a warp six time, a hundred years to our nearest neighbor. A week or two to the mortal mind. Oh, the prize is to be won. On the course is to be run. We've lost our mind on the edge of time For the promise of an alien sun Danger's waiting beyond our planet to die in space So the mind gone mad, no threat or promise Can keep us grounded, the stars arise Cry the willing lads Oh, the prize is to be won On the course is to be run We've lost our mind on the edge of time the promise of an alien sun. No challenge left to our docile planet. We've came to change it to our will. Adventure lies beyond our system. The wilds of space are waiting still. Oh, the prize is to be won. On the course is to be run. We've lost our mind on the edge of time. For the promise of an alien promise of an alien promise of an alien son it's time for the spirit guide of the week I haven't done any animal totems for a while. I decided that this week's spirit guide is the dolphin. Power animal dolphin symbolizes peace and harmony, protection, playfulness and joy, resurrection, inner strength and cooperation. If your totem animal is dolphin, you might want to take a few minutes to meditate and play some peaceful music in the background. You need to live in the present moment. Sailors believed that dolphins are a good omen for protection. The ancient Greeks believed that they carried the souls of the dead into the afterlife. If your totem animal is dolphin, that means you have a good sense of humor and you don't take yourself seriously. 
However, you can call on Dolphin if things have become monotonous and routine in your life. If your spirit animal is Dolphin, that means that you are a master communicator. You would rather listen more and talk less. Plus, it wouldn't help to smile more at others, because soon you'll notice them smiling back at you. And if you're having problems with communication in any relationship, whether it be family, friends or co-workers, call on Dolphin to help you out in that area. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week.
That was Dolphin by Surundal. I will go back to talking about the show's topic in just a moment. I just got a tweet from a listener. The listener is Florida Pagans and Witches, and they love the podcast. They also asked me if I considered asking pagan groups to send an announcement. Example, online groups, pagan festivals, etc. They think that it's a great way to network. By the way, people from my own coven also suggested this too. Well, Florida Pagans and Witches, I was thinking about that. However, there is a few problems when it comes to podcasting, particularly when it comes to festivals and event announcements. Number one, there are people who are listening from places like Australia, and they do not have the funds to go to North America to attend festivals. And number two, since I put this podcast out every two weeks, there are people out there that announce events at the very last minute. I know this from working in radio myself, but announcing something the last minute when I am putting out a show every two weeks is not good for you, the listener, who might want to attend an event that is already over a week or two before. I don't mind doing shoutouts to specific pagan covens and online groups out there on the podcast. That one is a good suggestion, Florida Pagans and Witches. It's better that you post festivals, events, and pagan groups on the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page. I'm already doing that with other pagan podcasts, exposing them to more listeners, and I hope they do the same for this show too. For festivals and events, it's best to post it or have me announce it at least a month ahead of time. I think that I did that with the International Pagan Music Awards a few months ago. It's happening August 18th in San Francisco. You can find out more information on how to get tickets by visiting ipaganma.org. You can also tweet me groups and upcoming events as well. I'm also trying out Instagram for the first time for this podcast. My only reservation is taking selfies. I don't like taking pictures of myself and I am not good at it. Either way, thanks for the suggestion, Florida Pagans and Witches. I'll find a way to make yours a reality. I'm also looking for suggestions on future show topics, spirit guides of the week, and dream symbols too. What I mentioned earlier about ancient astronauts, right now it is just a theory that aliens visited prehistoric man in the past in order to help create modern society. You all know there is a show on the History Channel called Ancient Aliens talking about these possibilities. You can go online to the History Channel to check out the show. I'm not a fan of the sciencey stuff that they mention there, but they do talk about every culture's myths. There was a show about the Hindu god Shiva, which the voiceover artist drove me nuts saying Shiva, not Shiva. There are a few episodes that also talk about Stonehenge, ley lines, the Egyptian pyramids, Australian Aborigines, etc. Go check it out. Here's Holly Tannen with Rhyme of the Ancient Matriarch. I was born in Turkey 30,000 years ago. I taught the women and the men the things that they should know. The patriarchs invaded and I was forced to roam. I am an ancient matriarch a long way from my home. So I escaped to Brittany way up in northern France. I met some dolls with hairy balls who thought they wore the pants until I had them brought to me inside my pleasure dome. I am an ancient matriarch a long way from my home. <laughs> 
Across the channel I was called To help the Celts carouse Where fungi flourished on the plops And droppings of the cows In jest I said in jest these things And thus the henge was stoned I am an ancient matriarch A long way from my home Then across the Irish Sea I boldly made my way Where I was worshipped as a queen on each St. Bridget's Day Invading Brits to stain my tips and threw me from my throne I am an ancient matriarch a long way from my home Amongst the Appalachians I then did take my stand Likewise in Nova Scotia and up in Found land in New Orleans, then voodoo queens embraced me as their own. I am an ancient matriarch, a long way from my home. It's now in California. Belongs where paunchy bars and Star Trek garb sing airs of Gaelic songs. Till Madame Pele calls me, I shall no longer roam. I am an ancient matriarch, a long way from my home. I am an ancient matriarch, a long way from my home. Here's a dream symbol to interpret. Again, if you have a dream symbol that you want me to interpret, the contact information is at the end of the show. There are two in this week's dream symbols. In keeping up with the show's theme, they are aliens and spaceships. First, aliens and dreams. To see them in your dreams means that you are having problems adapting and adjusting to your new surroundings, otherwise feeling alienated and disconnected in your real life. If you dreamt that you were being abducted or invaded by aliens, represents your fear of change in your surroundings or fear of losing your home and family in your waking life. If in your dreams you are an alien, that refers to an undiscovered part of yourself that you haven't noticed before. Now spaceships and dreams. If you dream of one, it represents one or more of the following. Your creative mind, your spiritual journey into the unknown, or self-development and awareness. And if you dreamt that spaceships are crashing to Earth, that means that your ideas might be a little too far-fetched. Or that you have unrealistic goals that are setting you up for failure. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming.
Sacred space. 
This next myth comes from gly.uga.edu. This one is an African story called The Golden Chain. Long ago, well before there were any people, all life existed in the sky. Olorun lived in the sky. And with Olorun, there were many Orishas. There were both male and female Orishas, but Olorun transcended male and female and was the all-powerful supreme being. Olorun and the Orishas lived around a young baobab tree. Around the baobab tree, the Orishas found everything they needed for their lives. And in fact, they wore beautiful clothes and gold jewelry. Olorun told them that all vast sky was theirs to explore. All the Orishas, save one, however, were content to stay near the Baobab tree. Opatella was the curious Orisha who wasn't content to live blissfully by the Baobab tree. Like all Orishas, he had certain powers and he wanted to put them to use. As he pondered what to do, he looked far down through the mists below the sky. As he looked and looked, he began to realize that there was a vast empty ocean below the mist. Obatella went to Olorun and asked Olorun to make him something solid in the waters below. That way there could be beings that Obatella and the Orishas could help with their powers. Touched by Obatella's desire to do something constructive, Olorun agreed to send Obatella to the watery world below. Obatella then asked Oran Mila, the Orisha that knows the future, what he should do to prepare for his mission. Oran Mila brought out a sacred tray and sprinkled the powder of baobab roots on it. He tossed 16 palm kernels onto the tray and studied the marks and tracks they made on the powder. He did this eight times, each time carefully observing the patterns. Finally, he told Obatala to prepare a chain of gold and to gather sand, palm nuts, and maize. He also told Obatala to get the sacred egg carrying the personalities of all the Orishas. Obatala went to his fellow Orishas to ask for their gold, and they all gave him all the gold they had. He took this to the goldsmith who melted all the jewelry to make the links of the golden chain. When Obatella realized that the goldsmith had made all the gold into links, he had the goldsmith melt a few of them back down to make a hook for the end of the chain. Meanwhile, as Oran Mila had told him, Obatella gathered all the sand in the sky and put it in an empty snail shell. And in with it, he added a little baobab powder. He put that in his pocket, along with palm nuts, maize, and other seeds that he found around the baobab tree. He wrapped the egg in a shirt close to his chest so that it would be warm during his journey. Obatala hooked the chain into the sky and he began to climb down the chain. For seven days he went down and down until finally he reached the end of the chain. He hung at its end, not sure what to do, and he looked and listened for any clue. Finally he heard Oranmila, the seer, calling to him to use the sand. He took the shell from his pack and poured out the sand into the water below. 
The sand hit the water and, to his surprise, it spread and solidified to make a vast land. Still unsure what to do, Obatella hung from the end of the chain until his heart pounded so much that the egg cracked. From it called Senkova, the bird bearing the spirit of all Orishas. Like a storm, they blew the sand to make dunes and hills and lowlands, giving it character just as the Orishas themselves have character. Finally, Obatella let go of the chain and dropped to this new land, which he called Ifi, the place that divides the waters. Soon he began to explore this land, and as he did, so he scattered the seeds from his path. And as he walked, the seeds began to grow behind him, so that the land turned green in his wake. After walking a long time, Obatella grew thirsty and stopped at a small pond. As he bent over the water, he saw his reflection and was pleased. He took some clay from the edge of the pond and began to mold it into the shape he had seen in the reflection. He finished that one and began another, and before long he had made many of these bodies from the dark earth at the pond's side. By then he was even thirstier than before, and he took juice from a newly grown palm tree and it fermented into palm wine. He drank this and drank some more, and soon he was intoxicated. He returned to his work for making more forms from the edge of the pond, but now he wasn't careful and made some without eyes or some with misshapen limbs. He thought they were all beautiful, although later he realized that he erred in drinking the wine and vowed not to do so again. Before long, Oloran dispatched Chameleon down the golden chain to check on Obatala's progress. Chameleon reported Obatella's disappointment at making figures that have formed but no life. Gathering gases from the space beyond the sky, Oloran sparked the gases into an explosion that he shaped into a fireball. He sent that fireball to Ifi, where it dried the lands that were still wet and began to bake the clay figures that Obatella had made. The fireball even set the earth spinning, as it still does today. Oloran then blew his breath across Ifi, and Nobatella's figure slowly came to life as the first people of Ifi. down and gathers the sacred clay of life that shall become our bodies. She pours her blood into the clay, the water of life, and mixes it. She shapes us into being. We become the beauty of the human form, reflecting the beauty she pulls us unto her and breathes into us the air of creation. 
we begin to breathe, and our blood, her blood, rushes through our veins. But it is cold yet. To this she summons the eternal fires of desire and passion from her spirit. We are placed inside this golden red flame, and it becomes part of us. We become the elements, the energy of the universe, the stars that burn with celestial brilliance, for we are stardust, the essence of Goddess. That was Creation by Michelle Mays, but before that you heard Make Sacred Space by Shauna Carroll. It's the end of the show. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. I was thinking that I'm going to do some research on the next podcast for upcoming events. I hope that I can remember to do that in all future podcasts. Other than that, if you want me to do a shout out to your coven, have a future event that you want me to mention, suggestions for show topics, spirit guides, or dream symbols, or you just want to like, share, or comment, you can do so on the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page or tweet me at Goddess Vault. I'm also on Instagram under Goddess Vault if you want to connect with me there. I've still have yet to figure that one out. I've still have yet to figure out how to put events on the Facebook page too. I'm going to leave you with the beginning of Earth by reclaiming. Blessed be. The ocean is the beginning of the earth. The ocean is the beginning of the earth. All life comes from the sea. All life comes from the sea. The ocean is the beginning of the Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.